Welcome to Chorwack AA. I'm your host, Ted S., sober since October 17, 1996, one day at a time. I'm glad you can join us for our podcast of Chorwack AA. Before I introduce our fabulous guest today, let me tell you a little bit about the podcast Chorwack AA. Chorwack AA explores the lives of people who have recovered from alcohol through Alcoholics Anonymous. In each of my interviews, my guests will share their experience, strength, and hope with us through a lively discussion of what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. We will talk about their struggles, successes, and how they remain sober. This podcast strictly adheres to AA's 12 traditions and all general service board guidelines for safeguarding anonymity. No advertising is allowed, and no one receives financial gain from the show. Chorak AA and my guests do not speak or represent AA at large. This podcast is simply my way of giving back to AA what was freely given to me. And now, let me introduce you my guest for today's show. My guest today is Clifford T. speaking at the Sponsorship Workshop on March 19, 2022. Welcome Clifford. Well good afternoon everybody. My name is Clifford T. and I am an alcoholic and it's good to see everybody today. Thank you for this privilege to be able to share with you about something that's very passionate and personal for myself as it probably is for a lot of you and that is sponsorship. I once got a one-year cake where I, I didn't do anything, didn't get a sponsor, didn't do the steps and, and whatever, and I had nothing. With unresolved alcoholism, I did what any alcoholic would do. I went back drinking again. So when I came in this time, I, I changed it up and I, I did get myself a sponsor. And, and so what I'd like to share with you today is uh, how sponsorship has helped and, and shaped me into who I am today. And oh, a lot of the experience that I have with sponsorship is is a lot of the details of my life I shared with my sponsor and he helped me sort out a lot of stuff. It's kind of interesting that in AA it's, we're filled with paradoxes and one of the paradoxes is that I needed to surrender to win. Like how, you know, how opposite is that, eh? But I needed to reach a point of total desperation before you could talk to me. I was, uh, I was like a ham radio. The sender worked just fantastic but the receiver was broken. You know, and I was like a cement head, a blockhead. It was really hard to talk to me because I just, I had all the answers, right? And I didn't really have any. I just, I just had a hard time hearing. So anyway, so today you're going to hear some things that you, you maybe like and you maybe you don't like, whatever. I know they talk about uh, take what you like and leave the rest. Uh, don't throw it away. Put it on the mantle because one day you may want to have a look at it. And, and actually what I found is the things that irked me were the things I needed to learn a little bit more about. Or, or the words that I didn't know, I like pride or, actually the first one was procrastination. I didn't know what that word meant. And uh, it took me a while to, to kind of get in there and find out what it meant. But anyway, yeah. And it's important to note that sponsors, they may physically pass away, but their words carry on. And, and they carry on to me, even today, right? I, I liken it to a new job where, you know, when you get a new job, it takes two years to kind of get, figure what the heck's going on there. And by and then a lot of that stuff after that is, is just repetition or, or building on that. So, and also with, with the sponsors, there's also the concept of throwing a pebble into the pond and the ripples, they just keep going, right? And so my sponsor fed me and then I feed some people and who knows where those ripples go, right? And, and Alcoholics Anonymous is one alcoholic talking to another. That's what we are. We're not a whole bunch of pie-in-the-sky stuff. It's just one, one alky talking to another. So the first sponsor that I got, well, actually, when I reached that point of total desperation, 
I knew what I had to do was get myself a sponsor, and I knew I'd come back to AA again, right? And, and, but I was working my Easy Does It program, which to me meant don't do it at all. I just showed up at meetings. It was called meeting-based sobriety. It was called, I, I call it white-knuckle sobriety, call it whatever you like, and, and not to beat anybody up because that's, that was me, right? <clears throat> and so I, and this weekend, or no, in, in May, long weekend, they're going to have a roundup in Kamloops, 75th anniversary. Well, that was where I reached my, my, my bottom in AA, was I just couldn't pretend to be so well anymore. And, and, and so in simple terms, I knew what I had to do after that roundup, I had to get myself a sponsor, and this guy had been calling me from time to time. His name was Big Barry, and I was a ticket agent at the bus depot for Greyhound in Vancouver, and he was one of the bus drivers. And, and anyway, I got back to the coast, and I, I, I called him up, and I knew if I asked him over the phone, he'd say no, because I'm so smart, right? And so I said, hey, can I come over and see? I said, sure, Cliff. So I went over and saw him, and I said, hey, would you be my sponsor? And he said, Cliff, I'd be glad to be your sponsor. And he was the man who loved me into sobriety. He said, you know, he, he got out how it works out of the big book and he read it to me and what it meant to him. And I don't know about the, the, the technical stuff. I just knew that he was talking to my heart. You know, he was talking to my soul, to my spirit. And anyway, he said, you know, Cliff, the steps are starting up in a couple weeks. It might be an idea, an idea if you got into them. And this was in North Vancouver. And uh, they had Navalco steps happening there. Navalco is just one of the many ways to go through the steps. It doesn't matter how you do it, just do it, right? And yeah, and so I do have a belief that when the pupil is ready, the teacher will appear. And because I had reached that point of total desperation, I was soaking it up, shall we say. They say water seeks its own level. Well, I was like a great big cavern inside and going to lots of meetings was, was filling me up. And, and also working with my sponsor now and going through the steps I had to go and ha ask for help you know I had to go and do a fourth step as an example and I didn't know how to do that and he showed me we went to a, a restaurant up on Lonsdale there in, in North Vancouver and he got out a he got out a, a napkin and he, he, he said I began every paragraph with I can remember when you won't find that in the big book but that's what he did and that's where I ended up doing because otherwise I tried to do it my way and my way was like you know, reading graffiti off the, the wall. It didn't, you know, my four-step didn't make any sense to me. I couldn't I take ownership of it, but the way he showed me was the key. Anyway, he taught me an awful lot of things. You know, I said, why me? Why me? You know, I, I love being the, the victim. That was, my, that was my claim to glory was being a victim, right? And, and he said, well, why not me? I'm no better than and no less than anybody else. And I remember another thing that was disturbing for myself was I, I used to ride the city buses to work. And I used to be afraid to sit next to somebody if they were going to touch me. And uh, a couple of experiences that I had was I, I went to a meeting, a Highland, actually, <clears throat> here's a good one. <clears throat> My, he says, let's go to the Highland meeting. It's in, in North Vancouver. I said, I don't want to go to the Highland meeting. Because the, the time I'd gone before, this guy at the door gave me a hug. I'm going, oh my God, right? And, and, and with the best of intentions, right? And so I said, well, I don't want to go to the Highland meeting. He said, why? I said, because sick people go there. He said, that's okay, Cliff. They got, they got room for one more. <laughs> he knew how to talk to a knucklehead like me. And yeah, I remember I wanted to go on a, I was, like I say, a ticket agent, and I wanted to go on this trip to Europe. My brother got a degree in engineering, and he was over there working at the Daimler-Benz factory, 
and he wanted me to come over. And I'm going, oh man, I, I, I was trying to get time off of work, but no one would do that and, and whatever. And so I'm whining to my sponsor about this. And he said, Clifford, whether you go to Europe or not is not a big deal. He said, now having coffee with a friend, now that's a big deal. And so when I, when I just gave up the ghost, whatever, I was able to get the time off and, and, and go to Europe and spend some time with my brother, whatever. But, and, <clears throat> yeah. And one of the neat things that happened to me as I traveled around Europe, like even today, I can, I can be somewhere and I'll look across the room and I'll see somebody and they wrote that, and this is what happened in Europe, they would remind me of someone from my group back home or somebody that I knew back home and made me feel a part of. You know, we talk about spirituality in AA and a strong thing that comes to my mind is the first time I met my grandson. He was seven months old. He was born in Nova Scotia. And my son walked up the, you know, the back steps and handed me this little boy. And I was immediately in love with this child. And, you know, still until this day, but had I not gotten into AA, I wouldn't be able to experience a lot of that stuff, right? Because my alcoholism is me, 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 right? And that's where my sponsor really helped me out an awful lot. You know, the biggest problem I'm ever going to have is a person sitting right here in this chair. And as an alcoholic, I thought, you were the problem. No, you were never the problem, you know? And, and so in A, we talk about we're an, we are in a disciplined lot, so we, we get tools to deal with disciplining myself, right? And so one of the things that he taught me how to do was I needed to learn to fire myself on a regular basis. My best thinking is what got me here. If I'm so, and I sit, and I, I, for, I go into corrections now that I moved here at the end of 2016, and that's one of the things I say to the guys, hey, you know, I'm, I, I have a little secret I'm not gonna tell you. That secret is I'm the, most, I'm the smartest person in the room right and but i'm not going to tell you and and i guarantee you half the room that really you too right it was, it was like when i did my 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 first fifth step with my sponsor he said oh my god that you know going to doing a fourth step and doing a fifth is like man that that hole that i have to squeeze there's going to be a so small i'm not going to make it right and he said you know cliff i made it through with, with room to spare and also when we did the fifth step he said, you know, uh, there's that one thing that if I tell you, you're going to fall right off your chair. And he said, he, he, he talked, it didn't, it doesn't matter about the one thing, but, and, and the other guy goes, yeah, you too, right? You know, the neat part about it, because I, I suffer from terminal uniqueness, right? And, and I thought I was the only one, but I'm not going to share this with you because, well, then what good is that, right? Anyway, my sponsor taught me about perspectives, you know, the seemingly good and the seemingly bad. You know, we look at these things that happen in my life and that's good, that's, you know, and, and my second fifth step I did with an Anglican priest and he said, you know, Clifford, you're a pigeonholer and you like to, it's either black or white for you. He said, I like to think of things in technicolor. Anyway, off the sponsorship thing a bit, but yeah. And also my sponsor, he had me, we were talking about somebody who irked me and uh, he said, okay, that, that, let's, that, let's write down their name, okay. Her name is Margaret, and why does she irk you? Oh, wow. I thought, now this guy, he's, now this is a good sponsor to have, right? Let's write down all the things I don't like about Margaret, right? And, so I, and I'm there for about five or ten minutes and write it all down. And he said, and I said, here you go. And he said, now, did you forget it? Oh, yeah, right, there's another one. She's got a dry sense of humor and, you know. And, and he said, okay, now Cliff, what we're gonna do is we're gonna cross her name off the top, and we're gonna write your name on there, because those are the things you can't accept in yourself, 
right? Whoops. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I would call up my sponsor and I'd say, this is what's going on in my life. And he'd say, Clever, that's not what's going on in your life. He says, you've taken control of your life again. So I want you to get the big book and get the third step prayer right out of the big book. I read it right out of the book, so get it right this time. God, please free me from the bondage of self. Right? Now I could read the whole thing, but we don't have a whole lot of time, but yeah. And so my sponsor didn't kill me with kindness. In fact, at the end of the conversation, when we would talk over the phone, which was most of, most of how we communicated, he said, the person who got the most out of this conversation is me. If you got anything out of it, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> Keeping in mind that alcoholics were, it's one al alcoholic talking to another, and this has worked for me, and maybe it'll work for you, and maybe it won't, and that's okay. Like, how free is that? Like, I even say that when I did a bunch of 12-step calls at, at Kent Max before Christmas, and I tell them, hey, this will work, maybe it'll work for you, maybe it won't. And it doesn't matter to me, right? It doesn't matter. If you want to go left or right, it doesn't matter. How free is that, right? Because, uh, you know, anyway. So, <clears throat> and also in corrections, I was able to do a lot of fifth steps with the guys in there. Like, before COVID, we would go through the steps, right? And I'm able to sponsor some guys in there. And one of the guys that I sponsored, he kept with having hissy fits from time to time and, and, uh, and, 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 and create ver verbal arguments with his surrounding people and whatever. And so we got talking about, okay, I said, now listen, uh, I want you to just picture in your mind holding a plate out at arm's length and dropping it. And it smashes. I said, now you go put it back together again. So now we have this, this, this humorous conversation. He calls me up and it, it happened that actually this week. He said, Clifford, I broke a few dishes, right? <laughs> and we laugh about it because we're, on, we're striving for spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection, right? And anyway, and another thing, someone, we were at the, at the noon meeting here, and someone was talking about, you know, prayer and, and higher power stuff, and I'm able to go into Quiquiquelp Healing Village, and at the end of some of the things, they'll, they'll, they'll hold out their hands and say, all my relations. Like, that, like, that's for people saying amen. And, and that was very rich for me because I, I work on my genealogy and I think of all my relations as ancestors, grandmas, grandpas, all that kind of stuff. In First Nations, all my relations is my relationship to everything, my relationship to the, to the air, the water, whatever. And so in, in sponsorship, you know, I'm, I'm learning, I'm getting help. And, and I just a, a minor little sidestep is into, we talk about sponsorship for alcoholics but also hopefully someone may enlarge on service sponsorship because sponsorship was a whole new language, you know, and, and service sponsorship is another whole new language. And, and luckily for, for me getting involved in, in service, it taught me about this program that I belong to. Like A is more than just coming to a one meeting a week or whatever, spending an hour with people. And by being involved in service, like I say, I started, and I had to learn about what this program was that I belonged to. Because how am I going to tell somebody else about the solution if I don't do the solution, right? We say in A, you know, learn to uh, trust God, clean house, and then help others. You know, when all else fails, work with another alcoholic who's going to help to keep me sober. And that's what I say to the corrections guys. Hey, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be well today. You know, and yeah. Another part in here is that I went, I, I called up my sponsor one day and I said, oh man, I'm, I'm really hurting. I must really be growing. Well, he almost took my head off. He said, nowhere in that book does it say you have to hurt to grow. If, if, if pain lasts longer than a maximum of five seconds, it's called self-indulgence, right? I love to indulge myself. 
and, and I don't have to do that anymore, right? And I don't know if I said it or not, but you know, he said, Cliff, the greatest gift that I can give you is thoughts other than your own. We talked about perception. So if you think that, you know, Chilliwack is the best place in the world or that it sucks, you're right. You know, it's my perception. I was the one that was twisted. I was the one who had to get, you know, uh, change. You know, if everything remains the same, there will be no change. And if there's no change, then everything will remain the same. And so I'm really lucky that I had some really good people in my life. My parents were in the program. My dad passed away in 2013 with 40 some odd years of sobriety. <coughs> but the import most important thing he ever, well, he said a lot of really important things, especially to me, but one of the things that he said was that we should be preaching everywhere we go and only if necessary, use words. And he lived that. He lived it. And that's the, the neat thing about AA is it, we're not tell me people, we're show me people. You know, I heard something in, in corrections the other day. You know, we, we, I, I hear with my eyes, you know, and I think with my feelings. And yeah, anyway, I've been blessed with a lot of really good sponsors along the way, but a, a bit of humor. My uh, grandma Bjornsson uh, from Northern Alberta was a farmer. And she had, a, one, she had a really good saying, two cabbage heads are better than one. So, anyway, but yeah. That's about it for me. I've run out of time. I could keep going on for double the time, but thanks for letting me share. Well, my friends, that's it for this episode of Chilliwack AE Podcast. I want to thank my friend Clifford T. for sharing his story. And thank you for tuning in. This podcast can be heard on Spotify, Anchor, Amazon Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Or visit our website at www.chilrackaa.org. Listen to every interview. Share your thoughts and comment on our website. Sign up on our website and receive notifications the minute a new podcast is posted. By the way, this podcast strictly adheres to AA's 12 traditions and all general service guidelines. Safeguarding anonymity online. If you want more information about AA, go to www.aa.org. The next episode of Chilliwack AA Podcast is coming soon. Please keep coming back.